Welcome to the Lost Then Found Podcast. This is a space where we will discuss life, share truth, and gain an encouraging perspective, no matter our season or our circumstances. I'm your host, China Vogel, and this is a peek into my journey of being lost then found. This is the Lost and Found podcast, and my name is China. I am so glad you are joining me today. You are actually getting me outside of my normal recording space as I am sitting on a deck looking out over a densely wooded area. Um, my family and I are actually on uh, taking some time off this week, but I felt so impressed just to share about rest this week. So we're going to dive in. Um, it'll be a, a quick one relative to last week, but uh, it's going to be jam-packed full of really, really good principles uh, that we all need to to grab onto. So let's dive in. So Sabbath, or also referred to as Shabbat, means literal rest or cessation. Um, this is actually uh, Shabbat is actually a, a religious day that uh, from Jewish tradition um, where they take a 24-hour period and they rest from their work. They cease from their work. They remember um, kind of these biblical stories and principles about creation, about how there was rest on the seventh day, about redemption, um, how their people were brought out of slavery through Exodus uh, and the Exodus from Egypt. And then it also is a time where they look forward to the Messianic age, which is when Jesus is going to return. Um, like I said, it's generally 24 hours. I believe in Jewish culture, it, it starts on Friday uh, right before sunset all the way to Saturday um, when the sun sets. Uh, you know, for me and my family, uh, because of how our schedule works and because my husband's a pastor, that's just not super practical because generally we're kind of in the throes of the, the thickest part of our week comes Saturday evening. And so we actually do our Sabbath on Thursdays. So we start on Thursday night and goes all the way through to Friday evening, Saturday morning, right? And so... That's something that we've really started leaning into. It's something that we honor. You know, it's a biblical principle um, that we have um, been trying to figure out the nature of like, okay, well, what does this look like? What's the Lord's heart for this? And it makes me just think of there's a passage and I don't actually have it written down, but if anyone knows it, you'll have to call it out for me. But there's a passage that talks about how the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. Like God gave us the Sabbath so we could rest, so we can do our work along those six days and then rest on the seventh, right? Just like he did in creation. Um, and really, this is a day where we can connect with God. We can connect with what he's done, what he's given us, and all that he's promised to do. Uh, and a fun fact that I heard shared recently is actually Seventh-day Adventist. They are... Uh, 
very strict about upholding the Sabbath. And a recent study actually shows that they live longer, like up to a decade longer, and that they have a 30% lower cancer risk compared to other Americans. So just something to, to think about there. I'm sure there's other things that play there that it, that it's not just the Sabbath, but I do think that there is a principle in there that that study is revealing in the fact that the Lord knows what we need and it is for our benefit that we slow down and we observe the Sabbath. It's important. <laughs> so, and that's just like what me and my family and I are doing this week. We are, uh, you know, there's Sabbath as in the weekly Sabbath. There's also a sabbatical, which is uh, a lot of times when pastors take an extended amount of time Um a way to disconnect. And we're only taking a, a week off here, but it is, it's more time than a, than 24 hour period. Right. And so we're taking time and in being intentional. We're taking time and slowing down. Like my husband has turned his phone off. So if you're reaching out to him or to me for that matter, we'll get back to you when we get back. We love you, <laughs> but we will get back to you when we get back. Why? Because Sabbath and rest is important. It's important we are not built or capable to sustain going, going, going. We're not. We're not. So how do we observe the Sabbath? I jotted down some some thoughts here. And so just to get right into the practical stuff, got number one, what do we how do we observe the Sabbath? We connect with God. So I would encourage you, there are so many characteristics and names of who our Heavenly Father is. Pick one, study it, read it, pray that God would reveal to you how he's um, been that for you, how he's being that for you through that characteristic. And I promise you, like there is um, scriptures, just this, you know, thing that's alive, it's active, but it's, it's this deep, deep well that there's revelation upon revelation. And so if you go looking for it, if you knock, the door will be opened, right? So we not only look at his character and, and connect with who he is, but I also think it's important to look at where we're going. Just like I had said from the, the Jewish culture, they look ahead to the messianic age, right? Friends, the, the book of revelation, um, I think that it can be in our natural minds a little hard to digest, but man, if you look at that, this, these aren't fairy tale stories, but no, this is a reality that is coming, that there is a, a spiritual realm that we, uh, it's much closer than we think it is. <laughs> so I would encourage you dig in maybe read, read about that, learn about like, no, well, what, where are we going? What has he promised? Cause I, I promise you something that's been so ministering to me lately, you know, as we were doing, kicking off our series last week about trials and trib, um, my husband said it really well recently, but I think that when we experience the heartache and the trials of life, um, man, there is something that is coming alive in me in a way that it hasn't been before about just yearning for Jesus to come back. <laughs> to think about that, to think that every tear will be wiped away, that there will be no more sorrow and no more pain. 
That is a beautiful picture. And that's a beautiful promise to hold on to. So I'd encourage you study up on that. Learn where, learn where we're going. <laughs> it's not, you know, it's the word, the word of God is for us in this life, but there is something so much greater coming. So we look at who God is, who he's been and where we're going. Number one, we connect with God. Number two, we connect with his creation. And I say this as I'm like staring out into these beautiful orange and brown and golden trees, right? Um, all of creation is crying out for who he is. Job's 12, 7 through 10 says, but ask the animals and they will teach you or the birds of the sky and they will tell you or speak to the earth and it will teach you or let the fish in the sea inform you. Which of all these does not know that the hand of the Lord has done this. In his hand is the life of every creature and the breath of all mankind. I just think about how uh, there's another passage. I'm going to keep firing from the hip here. <laughs> there's another passage that I don't know the address on, but just about how the earth is proclaiming who he is. The all of creation points back to who God is, it reveals a part of who he is. And so something that we've done, like I sat in a hammock yesterday for, uh, for a little bit and, um, on the property that we're staying on and I'm staring up at these trees and I ended up just having this moment with the Lord about, you know, things that seem small, like the tree shedding their leaves, right? Like, there's some leaves that uh, float really delicately down and they're spinning. It's this really beautiful thing as they slowly come down to the ground. And then there were others that were like dive bombing with a thud <laughs> to the ground. And there, there's just, there's a, there's lessons in there if we're looking for them. The Holy Spirit will use that to speak to us if we're looking for it. So Look to creation. Look to the things around you. I know another thing that's been that for me is making bread. So something that's traditionally done in the Jewish culture when they're preparing for Shabbat is they make, uh, I'm going to kind of probably butcher this and how I'm saying it, but challah bread. So it's C-H-A-L-L-A-H. And so this bread, it's a it's an egg, very enriched dough. Um, and you mix it together. I mean, normal bread, right? Like you let it rise, you punch it down, you shape it, you let it rise again, and then you bake it, right? And you do an egg wash. And so um, just the process of leaning into that to learning about that and the the intentionality that the Jewish culture puts into that um, is amazing. It's amazing about how the Lord forms up us, how he shapes us, how he... Um, he needs time for things to, he gives time for things to grow, right? Like there's, there's principles, like I said, in there, um, that are just so profound. If we look for them, if we look for them and we invite the Holy Spirit to speak in that, he will. So we connect with God, we connect with his creation, and then we connect with his provision. Number three, what has God provided for you? <laughs> what has he done for you? What has he promised you? These are things we have to remind ourselves on. I am so um, 
habitually bad about this where I, if I don't guard myself, I can wander very quickly in my heart and in my mind to looking at all the other stuff, all the stuff that's broken, all the stuff that's uh, not working um, physically in life, what's not working relationally in life. Um, I can get so fixated on everything else that I lose sight of what God has done that I lose sight of the gifts and the um, the answered prayers <laughs> and the promises that he has given me that he's coming through on, that he will come through on. Like we have to keep that out in front of us. Philippians 4, 19 says, And my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. That God will provide for every need, right? Like that we keep that in perspective that no, like he, he knows, <laughs> he knows and he will provide for you. He has provided for you. You need to remember what that's been, but he will provide for you too. And second Corinthians nine, eight, and God is able to make all grace abound to you so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. The Lord wants you to thrive. And so you need to remember what he's provided and call to mind the, those promises that he's going to provide everything you need to do what he's called you to do, to abound in every good work. So number four is connect with each other. So we connect with God. We connect with his creation. We connect with his provision and we connect with each other. And just like I'm doing this week, we're, I'm connecting with my family and we've connected with loved ones over our, our time off um, and our friends. Like that's a great thing to do, that putting intentionality around slowing down with those people to save our life. Oh man, there's something so good in that. Um, and like even even for us, like we've got two toddlers, right? Like a lot of times right now that looks like playing in dirt. <laughs> it looks like playing in sand um, or swinging or I don't even know, just doing toddler things. Um, but if we slow down and we do those things together, when we're connecting with each other, where we're savoring each other, we're not anxious about rushing off to the next thing and we're not letting ourselves be um, frustrated or full of anxiety, right? Like we're just letting ourselves be calm. There is something really sweet to be found in those times. Psalms, Psalm 133.1 says, How good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. It is a good thing to like come together unified, like as a family unit, as... um like a, an extended family unit as loved ones, as friends, like that when we're unified and we're, we're towards that goal of connecting with each other, there is a gift to be found in that. And then my last point here, we need to connect with our hearts. Friends, I've been following and reading a lot about just the importance of care for your soul. Um, that's just something that the Lord's highlighting in my life right now um, that I'm learning more about and learning how to grow in <laughs> and my own ability to do. Um, but you need to connect with your heart. 
I need to connect with my heart. We need to be able to give ourselves space to be able to look in there, to open open up our heart, to look in there, to take an, a temperature check, to see what's going on, to see the kind of fruit that's coming out. Like, what am I producing in the relationships around me? What am I producing in my world? Because if I'm nagging and I'm barking and I'm um, constantly anxious and frustrated, that's that flows out of my heart. And friend, you need care for your heart and I need care for my heart. And so there's ways to find that. Like you need to be able to understand what's coming out. You need to understand where the rhythm that is, where what those emotions are. And you need to not suppress them. Now, we have been given the fruit of the spirit and that um, it doesn't mean that you just let yourself go wild and you can be whatever you want to be. Like if you want to be an angry jerk, then you can be an angry jerk. No. Uh, but what I am saying is like, you need to find a safe place, a safe person, uh, time with God through prayer, like is a great place to start, but you need to find a place to process, to get some of that out and to be able to receive empathy, to be able to be seen and understood. Um, and obviously God is a great place for that. A spouse, a friend, like you need a counselor, like you need someone to fill that, right? Uh, and because the reality is, is you need care. You need care for your soul because us just going, 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 like that is how we go 55 miles per hour into a brick wall. That is, that is how we crash and burn <laughs> is by not making that a priority to care for your soul. And you know who cares for your soul? <laughs> Jesus cares for your soul. Your God who's in heaven cares for your soul. First Peter 5, 7, it says, cast all of your anxiety on him because he cares for you. He cares for you and you have to be able to give yourself space and time to do that. And sometimes I know for me, I feel like I'm a toddler learning to walk or like a baby learning to walk. Like I feel like, what am I doing? I have no idea what I'm doing. How do I do this? But friend, there are some great resources out there. I would even, uh, I'll do that. I'll put that in the show notes. There's um, a place that I've been uh, just gleaning from and, and watching their ministry and they focus on, uh, they call it soul shepherding of how to shepherd your soul, how to care for your soul. So I'll put their information in the show notes. Uh, that's just one of many places that you can find good biblical counsel and information. Um, they even have a book, um, that just can help you gain understanding around, oh, this is, this is how I work. Here's how I tap into that. And here's how I um, care for myself, right? So lastly, uh, Philippians 4, 6 or 7 says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Friends, like that's the Sabbath, you don't have to be anxious. You can, with thanksgiving, you can 
uh, connect with God and the things that he's done and the things that he's provided and created. You can connect with him through prayer and peace will wash over peace that you need for your soul, peace that you need that will sustain you through life. Whether you're on a mountaintop or you're in a valley or you're somewhere in between, you need the Sabbath. The Sabbath was made for you. It's not something that you have to do. Like it's not, um, it's not this legalistic thing that God's saying, well, you better do it. He's like, no, I have this for you because I know you need it. (laughs) So friend, I pray that encourages you just to recap. We connect with God. We connect with his creation. We connect with his provision. We connect with each other. We connect with our hearts. So I pray that has encouraged you today. Um, I'm just going to cover this in prayer before we depart. But Jesus, I just thank you. I thank you for all um, man, this life and how it's a tapestry of things that you've woven together of lives and of creation and of storylines and even of struggle and trial and how that is all woven together towards this greater story that no, I have a king who cares for me and I have a king who's coming back for me that I get to spend eternity with. Jesus, I pray that uh, we would learn how to Sabbath well that we would learn how to cease from all the other stuff, all the other noise, and that we would just rest in your presence, Lord. Lord, we love you. Lord, we need you. And I pray that you would help to lead your people to green pastures, Lord, to still waters, and that you would bring rest for their souls. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, friend, I love you. I pray that this has encouraged you. Next week, we'll be back with uh, our part two of Trials and Trib. Um, Super excited about that. Just believe that the Lord has uh, just birthed something in me to, to hopefully minister to you. And it ministers to me every time I sit down to prepare for uh this podcast man it the lord ends up doing a a work in me as well so i'm looking forward to sitting down with you next week and praying that you have a blessed rest of your week